guys, and welcome back to We Know How to Read. My name's Natalie. I'm Megan. And welcome to our little mini series. Yes. Our Writers Wednesdays. So this will be coming out on Wednesdays mm-hmm. for just the month of September. We're going to yep. have little mini writers workshops with like details on tips and tricks and things that we use in our little writing techniques yes. that we want to share with you. Yeah, we thought we talked so much about reading and we interview authors and whatnot that we thought, you know, we should really do a season, even if it's a smaller season on yeah. just our writing stuff. Because as y'all know, we are both um, writers who unpublished writers, but we are currently working on, um, I don't want to say multiple things, but some of us, yeah. <laughs> but don't we all... a main thing with little side projects? <laughs> yes. And since we have had the luxury of interviewing some amazing yes. and very talented authors, we've picked up some nuggets of information from them along the way mm-hmm. as well, that if you haven't gone to listen to their episodes, go check them out. But we're going to probably bring up some of the stuff that they've said here. Yeah. And another reason that we, besides the fact that we are uh, authors in our own journeys, we're in very different parts of our journeys as well. Yes, we are. And we have overlapping genres, but not the same. Mm -hmm. We also do not plan or write the same way at all. (laughs) That is for sure. So just to (laughs) clarify how you write and how you plan and how you do anything related to your novel is individual to you. And there's nothing Mm -hmm. wrong with it. Yes, there's exactly. nothing wrong with it. just because we are saying things that work for us. If they don't work for you, that is okay. That's as nice. we've learned from our authors as well, we've had different authors and even the um, author series that is coming up in November and December, they're even different from the authors yeah. we had last season. So you're going to have a lot of stuff. Just try it. And if it works great. And if it doesn't, Great. That's fine. Something else. Yeah. And one of the things that really like a catalyst for me as to why I wanted to do this series is because when I was a much younger writer and these days with the way social media is, there are younger audiences on these platforms like Instagram and TikTok and things like that. And the world, the resources are a lot more accessible to them. Mm -hmm. But when I was growing up and starting my writing journey and trying to wanting to be a published author, I had nothing no, no one. It was very isolating. It was a very yeah. like, look, because like, how many people do you mm-hmm. realistically know that are writing a novel? Now you and I like, nowadays, right, yes. it's a lot. <laughs> but like you asked me three years ago who I mm-hmm. knew was writing a novel. I'd be like, oh, all those famous authors that you see at Barnes and Noble and no one that I knew. <laughs> right, exactly. And I think for me, I had people that I was friends with who were writing things, but I mean, we were all writing fan fiction. So, you know, Classic. which again, nothing wrong with that. No. If you want to hear about that, you could go to our fan fiction episode. Yeah. Uh, fan fiction. Oh, it's just, it was only one episode, wasn't it? Yeah, it was only <gasps> one episode. We Ooh, might have to series. next year do a yeah. series on fan fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had a lot of that, but it was still very much a individual thing because I remember distinctly, um, pet warning. Okay, there she goes. <laughs> All right. Um a very uh like I was saying independent thing because I have memories where like I would be writing in class and then like random people would be like what are you doing and I was like nothing don't worry about it like, don't look at my stuff. I wasn't I wasn't just writing fan fiction I was writing other things too or like my family would be like what you doing over there and I'm like uh I am um just watching YouTube right yeah I remember the whole you know. reason I worked extra hard I pulled up a bunch of extra shifts at 
the pool that I was working on, I was working in a private pool because I wanted a laptop. Mm-hmm. I wanted a laptop so bad because we, it wasn't, I was late middle school. I think it was that we, we, our county got laptops mm-hmm. at the school and I was finally able, cause I had originally been writing my novels by hand. Yes. And like, we only had one computer in the house and we had like the computer room. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> was Same. Yeah. Part of the living room. Cause it was a computer cabinet. Oh, okay. And yeah, my yeah. parents would come home and be like, we need the computer. And also mm-hmm. like, we couldn't use it that often because the phone jack was the ethernet cable. So if we were using the internet, we didn't have a home the phone. phone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there was also like times where they're like, you can't use the internet because we need the phone because yeah. people are supposed to call us around this mm-hmm. time. And that was like the number one. I was just like, as soon as I had written my fir- hand wrote my first novel in like sixth grade, I was like, I want a laptop. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to work extra. I'm going to do babysitting. <laughs> I'm going to rake leaves. I'm going to work at the community mm-hmm. pool. I was just like, I need a job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mine, write. mine were all handwritten as well. Um, yeah. And I still have a lot of my, I'm looking at them. I have like my fingers and Aww. I have this folder that's literally falling to pieces. And of right? course in true, you know, mid to late, mid, like early 2000s oh, yeah. uh, to the 2010s, you know, um, they're plastered in all of the like pictures that I printed out at home or that I would go over to my friends and we would print out pictures of anime guys and oh. like, the vampire diaries and things like that yes. um all taped on there and um but I have a lot of that but then I also I got a laptop in high school because my school didn't do individual computers for students we had a computer lab and when we were in computer class or computer lab I could do stuff on there and have it on a flash drive uh, I had flash drives of all of my stuff. I, I still have my flash drives. I stuff. pretty oh. sure I still have my flash drives too. That's a time capsule. Um, yeah, it is. <laughs> um, and we also had our own um a computer room. It was in our laundry room. Um, it's on the front in of the house. Random places. I know it was in the laundry room, but there was windows into our backyard right behind us, so I didn't like to be there at night. Oh uh, yeah, that's creepy. Have curtains on the windows, so it was just like. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it is the laundry room, so like, why would right? It makes, yeah, right, exactly. So, <laughs> um, wait, so I got were... a la- I got a laptop that was like, it was like this thick. It was like, oh yeah, they were like, I don't textbooks. know. I feel like it wasn't even like an official laptop laptop. Like, I could not get on internet with it. It was only for like storage. So I'm pretty sure it was like one of those like kids like laptops yeah. specifically for kids. But all I could do was type on it. I have no idea where it went. I lost like everything that was on there if I didn't get it on a flash drive. Uh, but yeah, it was like, it was thick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What were you going to ask me? Oh, that I was just thinking about, cause like, I feel like where you, you were in the laundry room writing in mm-hmm. there, my laundry room was inside my pantry. <laughs> <laughs> it's like back in the nineties and early aughts. Yeah, the tins, yeah. It's like the layout of houses were so, so, so weird. Wild. Well, it's my crazy. house. My house was built in 1920 and it was just the kitchen when it was built. It was like a summer home and it was only the kitchen. So yeah. everything else attached to the house, it was a teeny tiny ass house. We did not have a lot of money. Um, it was like attached to it and built later throughout the century. <laughs> so like the room that we were in was technically like a screened in porch that had been oh, converted into yeah, yeah, a yeah. room 
So there was a window that you could see into the kitchen that was an outdoor window. <laughs> it was just added on. So it was even creepier. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but a lot of my stuff was written down. Um, and I hid things. For, I remember once I when so I was in, stuff. oh, I remember once when I was in uh, theater, I was, it was my first year in theater, my sophomore year. I was in charge. I did costumes. I wasn't in charge, but I was part of the costume team. That was my thing in theater was costumes. And um, I had gone off. I had my notebook out. I was writing fan fiction, of course. Naturally. Writing some, I'm not going to tell you what fan fiction, but writing fan fiction. <laughs> um, it was Twilight. It's fine. Writing no! <laughs> fan fiction. Um, and I always did the OCs. Uh, with, you know, wait, your- who were you with? Uh, it says I have a feeling. Was it Jasper? No, no. I think it was Jacob. I was a Jacob girl. Same. Yeah, yeah. I was a Jacob girl. But anyway, (laughs) so I like had my character in for or like the first thing. And obviously, when you're in high school writing, you're not writing the best stuff. (laughs) You're completely wish fulfillment obviously so of course you're gonna write what was the term mary mary, mary sue's mary jane's mary I, sue's yeah, yeah i come back and the person in charge of the costume <gasps> is reading my notebook and goes megan what you have here is a mary sue and i'm like i know it's on purpose leave me alone like shut up i was so mad oh i so i was the person i played tennis and so when we were at games so game tennis games mm-hmm last like seven hours which I don't know if you guys knew that but like a tennis game usually starts at like three mm-hmm. and most of the times depending on because it's um you have six singles and then you have a minimum of three doubles matches and then you have auxiliary matches so bottom line <laughs> you have mm-hmm. nine games that must be played yeah you only have sometimes four to six courts so you have to, and then you have to stay and watch all of them. Yeah, it's like, it's like the swim meets when I was going yeah, to swim meets. Yeah. It, so you mm-hmm. would get there three, three thirty, four at the latest. And you would, most nights not mm-hmm. come until 11 o'clock because yeah. that's how long games were. And so yeah. I was seat six or five most of the time. But if I wasn't, we'd rotate some, like if it was a lower team, like we were competing against somebody not as good mm-hmm. that we would let seats um, seven and eight and sometimes nine play at the top six. So I would sit there and I would write my family uh-huh. in my tennis uniform <laughs> at my meets and be like, Legolas. <laughs> but as we digress, yes. this is turning yes. into a fan fiction episode. This episode today, we're going to focus on the initial idea, finding mm. your genre, um, the planning process, choosing your perspective, and just tips on places that you can find good resources. Mm-hmm. Uh, platforms that you can write on or use for organization, yes. etc. Yes. Now, I think we should start with like finding your genre. I think first, so too, because like that's kind of key. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this definitely plays into the whole like, are you writing a series or are you writing standalones? And right. like, I believe that every author has a core genre. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that they can't write other genres, but this genre is their like perfection they yeah embody it like I feel Mm -hmm. like um uh what's her name Rebecca Yaros she Mm -hmm. wrote fourth wing and she actually has a bunch of contemporary novels contemporary romance I have yet to read any of her contemporary romance I am curious about it 
Mm -hmm. I've heard that it is hit or miss depending on which one you read. Mm -hmm. And it's like, honestly, really shocking when you read Fourth Wing. I thought she was an unknown until- I did too. I didn't know that she had other books. Been published numerous times, Mm -hmm. but all contemporary romance. And correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know, guys, if she's written other fantasy, I'm unaware of it. But Fourth Wing is not her first novel, not by a long shot. And it's kind of one of those things where it's like, is contemporary uh, literature even really her genre? Yeah. Fourth Wing was so good and and I really enjoyed it. I gave it, I think, just over four stars, which is Mm -hmm. a good rating for me. (laughs) Yes, she is very stingy with her five. If I don't rate you, it is trash. Mm-hmm. I will give you a two and recommend you like that. Oh, absolutely. Like two stars doesn't mean you're a bad book. I think you're still a good mm-hmm. book. I still read you and I'm recommending you. It's, it's yeah. like, it's hard yeah. to explain. Like one star is like a, like a, a D it's fun, yeah. but not for everyone. <laughs> yeah. Two is this is mid <laughs> three. If you get three stars from me, Ooh, you might as well have gotten a gold star. Like that is a plus material for a lot of And people. then I'm over here. Like you get five stars, you get five stars, you get four five stars, stars. <laughs> are like, I think I've only rated two novels this year of four stars. Yeah. Uh, everything else has just been three. Mm-hmm. And if you are five stars, Woo, hot damn Woo-hoo. you are perfection <laughs> see that's why I view five as per- as perfection yeah yeah and no thing is perfect in my mind <laughs> not even my own work is perfect but anyways so like that's like that thing I feel like everybody mm. has multiple genres we just have a genre yes. we're good at best yes. at like yeah. I don't know about you I got a murder mystery in the back on the back burner and I have a contempt I have a historical holocaust period piece drama that I want to write <laughs> I have okay okay you ready for this yeah yeah, yeah. because as you probably have figured out um throughout the various episodes where we talk to authors or if this is your first episode because you're like ooh, writing information um Natalie and I are in different stages of our writing we've both been writing since we were we 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 babies (laughs) um little ones uh, but Natalie is currently editing um uh, her first book that she yes. finished and is um working on your second one as well. Correct. Yeah. Um, I am very much the type of ADHD where I flit between um different stories as the wind blows, you know, just whichever <laughs> direction the wind takes me. It's like now I'm gonna work on this. So I think in my Google Drive. I have I have a throne of glass style fantasy. Same. It's like that, you know, type of thing. Um, that started out YA, but it's probably not going to be YA anymore because I am no longer a teen. That right. I started in like high school. That has evolved into a possible two series. Oh, you um, don't even know how many books fantasy. I can write in my world fantasy thing that I have and I have a decent amount of information for those why have I have just my... learning about this so it, there's a lot with those it has had many 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 iterations I know we'll talk later um <laughs> seriously <laughs> and then I have the cozy fantasy that I've been working on the most this year that oh and it's so good guys yeah and then I also have this one that I came up with <laughs> paranormal murder mysteries with ghosts <laughs> i'm i got i got excited i started sending her ideas i was like what if this happened what if this happened <laughs> and i was like no this is not good and then i also have some period pieces like just flitting around like not like super Definitely. i got like a 
like that, a, like you said period pizzas for a second <laughs> and I was like Caesar Caesar's pizza. that's pizza pizza. <laughs> pizza 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 um and I've got like you gotta have you, Roman but one. I think a lot of us went through a world war ii phase yes uh, yeah oh I my god like high school that is never gonna do anything nope. else with it but it was there um and then honestly mine's really oh gosh, good what do I have I have an idea for a gender bent Merlin. Oh yes, yeah, that one I think I've told you about. There are yeah, a yeah. handful. Yeah, of most of mine projects. All, like I would say categories. I have a so I have a few. I have a contemporary romance that I want to write. Mm-hmm. I have a murder mystery that I want to write. I have all the planning for it. I have a historical fiction duology. Mm-hmm. Megan, it's all planned out. It's all planned out. <laughs> it takes. It's about the daughter of an SS officer, <laughs> and she ends up falling in love with a prisoner. Uh huh. And based on true events, the prisoners in one of the smaller camps actually staged a coup and broke out. Mm-hmm. And she helps, like, do be is Aeon? No, that's not how you say that. Liaison. There we go. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then the second book is about them escaping Europe and uh, immigrating to Ellis Island. <laughs> this is just a more fleshed out version of my. <laughs> and then I have we, another. We all went through that phase. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's real cute. She's real yeah. depressed. Like, yeah. Her, little, yeah. her mother. Yeah. She has some mental issues. Oh, I have other. And then one where a girl is like forced to marry. She's a peasant, but she's forced (laughs) to marry the prince. But then she falls in love with his general, like his guard, who's like protecting her while he's like, yeah, I've got a lot. We, we, you know, the other one that I still really want to do is it's the great granddaughter. No, it's just the granddaughter of the, of Fabergé, the man who made the eggs. Ooh, yeah. And him and czar nicholas actually mm-hmm. left clues to the decline of the romanov family and how i also she- had a russian romanov family one. <laughs> and so she using her <laughs> grandfather's notebooks and workshop and mm-hmm. collecting all the eggs mm-hmm. is going to crack the code to revitalizing <laughs> russia and like the romanov line <laughs> yeah yeah i also had a uh, russian themed uh, <laughs> anastasia uh, basically, we all went through varying, fa- us millennials, we went through various phases. Speaking uh, Roman mythology, Egyptian oh. mythology. Yeah. Anastasia. Anastasia. Holocaust. Yeah, so it started anime. Egyptian mythology, <laughs> then Greek and Roman, then the Holocaust, mm-hmm. then Anastasia, yep. then anime, and then, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But- What I feel like what really determined my genre for me is when I had the original, the initial idea, the initial like come, I don't want to say come to Jesus moment, but but yeah, you might kind of it's like I have like a Tolkien moment. Yeah, ooh, Ooh. (laughs) t-shirt, t-shirt. So for my my come to Tolkien moment, I and then like flushing out the storyline, the the plot line. I realized, and then like waking up and I had this moment, like halfway through writing the novel, like really, truly writing the novel. And I was just like, this 
needs to be shared. Like mm-hmm. I had, like I had written at that point a bunch of like one-off drafts and this one I was just like this is not my story anymore. Like I I have written mm-hmm. I'm writing the story but it's not my story. This is everyone's story. Mm-hmm. Like that really like moment solidified it for me and I was just like, "Oh, yeah. I'm not that I ever was like questioning whether or not fantasy was my genre because that was like logical to me. Mm-hmm. I wish I could write contemporary. I wish I could like I was better at it. Like I feel like mm-hmm. I might not I think I probably wouldn't struggle as much now because my writing is so much better. Yeah. But the idea of writing a contemporary novel scares the shit out of me. Yes. Well, so for me, because I've done a lot of research and this is for y'all discovering what your genre is and what um, one, obviously this is, I think, advice that any writer gives and that uh, the main one I've heard is read, read Mm. as much as you possibly can. Um, because I had a friend, I had a friend in college who, um, she was writing, she wrote a fantasy novel that she wanted to get published and she gave me a chapter of it and I started reading it. I didn't finish the chapter. Um, and then she sent it off and an editor came back and was like, no, this is not, but that was because she realized that she was like, I'm not going to read anything because I don't want anything to influence my writing. I don't want to like, and then she realized that that had actually harmed her in her writing ability because she wasn't in taking in and doing the research of, you know, writing of reading. And so it harmed her writing. So then after that, she started um, reading a lot. I don't know if she ever published right now. She's being a badass in the, um, fishing world where she does like competitions but then she also like does conservation and stuff where she like tags fish and that's cool sends them out and said it's it's really cool she's badass anyway (laughs) um but yeah so it's one of those things where you like read 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 especially if you are wanting to break out into a genre that you don't read a lot of as I'm finding with cozy fantasy because the struggle with contemporary and also as I'm finding with cozy fantasy is the like, okay, well, what's a big enough issue mm-hmm. to be worth reading? And if it's not end of the world, because not what every problem has to be end of the world. No. What is it? But that's what fantasy is. Mm-hmm. And that is very difficult to break out of. And I have come to terms for the longest time. I thought I was writing soft fantasy not quite cozy mm-hmm. fantasy but soft fantasy yeah I was I'm trying to like think of an example of soft fantasy um Actar would be soft Throne fantasy. of Glass yeah uh, I, I don't know about Throne of Glass no. I think that'd be that's tor- yeah, yeah, fantasy. Yeah, yeah I would say yeah. Actar is soft mm-hmm. fantasy we talked about this the other day it's romanticy but I would classify it as a soft fantasy yeah yeah I, I would too for the longest time was like I'm writing soft fantasy. It's not quite, you know, it's not fantasy. Mm -hmm. It's just soft fantasy. Yeah. And the more I share about my own writing experience and I talk and I like read and everything, Mm -hmm. I have had to tell myself and address myself. I write high fantasy. Mm -hmm. I do not write soft fantasy. I do not write like, I'm not writing romanticy. This is high fantasy. And that's really hard for me to process. And it's been kind of those things because I dislike some of the connotations with high fantasy. Yeah. But my, my biggest influences are high fantasy mm-hmm. male authors. Mm-hmm. And I wanted, and my biggest drive, and I think a lot of people's biggest drive to be an author is you want to share, like you got what you got from the reading, you want to share back. 
Yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, I read all these beautiful, wonderful stories. I'm inspired to share a mm-hmm. story that the next generation will read and be like, oh, I want to write something like this. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I oh, feel yeah. like it kind of falls into that like line of there's no really epic women's writing high fantasies. I mean, there are more these days, but not yeah. like, not uh, 15 years ago when I was looking for mm-hmm. them. <laughs> right, exactly. So the, the initial idea will come. I mean, like the, yeah. the genre will find you. Honestly, and don't be afraid to play around with it and um go from genre to genre see what works what doesn't um and also yes I agree that you know everyone has at least a genre or two that they are like really really good at and that is their genre but just because like you are a fantasy that's the genre you chose doesn't mean you can't break out into other no I fully genres. intend on breaking out at some point I should mm-hmm. I can't I say that I say that but I have like 35 novels I want to write that I are know. all fantasy yeah so I don't really think there's much hope for me guys <laughs> <laughs> it's but, also hilarious because you hate you don't like murder mysteries like oh, reading murder mysteries but I have an epic murder mystery yeah now. Like epic. I actually I need planned, to hear about this later because you know I love me some murder mysteries. I actually <laughs> planned out my own like Janet Ivanovich like murder mystery series where it's like you told the, me about yeah this. yes I can't believe I even planned that out because I don't read uh-huh. murder murder mystery I like yeah. murder but not murder mysteries. There's actually only there's one murder mystery novel that I absolutely mm-hmm. love and it's written by a man. Yeah. So the initial idea: how do you get it? Mm-hmm. Where do you find it? How what's that? I feel like most people who write, and this is coming from interviewing authors, mm-hmm. you get an aha. Yeah. You get you your- You see something, it yeah. inspires you. You read something, it inspires you. You- You're come to Don't Tolkien. read something, you, <laughs> right. You're come to Tolkien moment where a lot of authors also have this moment of, I wanted a book like this. I couldn't find but, it. Yeah. I couldn't or, find it. So I decided to write it is one- thing that I've heard from authors it's it basically falls um, into three categories you you have this come to Tolkien mm-hmm. you have this oh I like this but with a twist yes or I've we've interviewed a few authors who have said who are have established a love for writing mm-hmm. and they've been writing and then all of a sudden a character just says like yes hello I have hello hello and I have yet yeah. to experience that kind of like yeah, I don't know. I have a character just floating in my head and it comes mm-hmm. comes to my frontal lobe. I would say maybe like I had a, I was writing the lore for um, a culture within my mm-hmm. fantasy novel and I was just trying to create a rich lore mm-hmm. because they are going to interact with this tribe at some yeah. point. And there's, it's a public, like hi- it's the history of the tribe. And mm-hmm. when I was writing the history of the tribe, I was just like, you will have a story like yeah so like maybe that was like the character was like I have a story to tell Mm -hmm. but she I it's two it's it's her dad and her both have two different stories Mm -hmm. and that would probably be like a duology because she makes an appearance in the fourth book Mm -hmm. of my series my series my main series will be tentatively if we count the prequel (laughs) at least seven novels Mm -hmm. probably eight yeah so for me, I, cause yeah, I don't know if I've ever had like a character just be like, hello, here I am. Yeah. I get scenes. Like Same. I, I imagine, cause I mean, like most writers and readers, I am a vivid daydreamer. Yeah. What is oh, it? Yeah. The maladaptive daydreaming? Yep. 
big time yeah, coping mechanisms for the win okay um, wait question question yes, yes what did you see running outside your car window when you were traveling was it uh, you was it something else it was a various different things I had like three was, main yeah things. it was either me running through the like woods like uh-huh. jumping over things uh-huh um or if it was like an animal a horse uh yeah something like I that I had a horse a lot yeah or but I was a horse was, girl <laughs> I mean I was I just you know didn't do like it was spirit the be, uh, it, for me it was uh I read all of the uh or not all of them most of the Heartland mi- books oh I was gonna say Missy of yeah. no no it was the Heartland books oh um, I, had, I had figurines in my room Megan oh, yeah. <laughs> I did not I had a horse mural on one of my walls I wasn't that crazy uh, but anyway, no, and then the other thing is generally like some type of like creature monster yeah, mm-hmm, thing, mm-hmm. either benevolent or malevolent. Right, right. Either one, depending on my mood that day. Yes. Um, okay. <laughs> so basically what I'm learning is we are all there the same. are no, yeah, we're all the same. There are no <laughs> unique things. Uh, anyway, so um, I, I get scenes where I'm like, Melody up daydreaming and I'm like oh yes what is this and then a scene like for example this one that popped up because this is just I literally last night texted Natalie and I was like so I'm currently typing up an idea for a completely different series of books that has nothing to do with the cozy fantasy that I'm writing guys if you ever have a friend (laughs) who's writing a book and has spent all this time working on this one idea Uh all this idea (laughs) and focus into it the thing not to say to them is uh-huh. why are you doing this you're yeah. supposed to be working the, on that the thing to say to them is tell me all about oh, it what did Let's I say I said send me snapchat details yeah, you now were like, <laughs> you were like tell me about this book idea and I was like hold on let me snap you and you were like yes that's what I wanted I was like excellent you're excellent, mani- excellent. I was like manipulating you but I, I literally like, ah. like I went into my program and I typed up and the title of the thing is initial idea and I just like and what program are you crazy. using I'm using um, Scrivener. So I'm currently between two. I use Google Drive mostly, mm-hmm. but I am working on, I'm doing the free trial for Scrivener, which by the way, the free trial for Scrivener is 30 days, but Wait, not a promotion. Just no, it's a, not a promotion. I wish you can pay. I us. wish that'd be awesome. <laughs> um, it's 30 days and, but it's not timed. It's whenever they only count the days that you use the program. So I've technically had this for more than 30 days, but I've only used it like five times because it's on Andrew's um, computer because mm-hmm. I can't get it on. I don't have a uh, laptop yeah. of my own just yet. I'm, <laughs> that's coming up next because I would like to use the program more. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I go back and forth between Google Drive, which I love because you can use that and... on any computer. Scrivener, which I'm starting to really love and notebooks um yes and post-it notebooks notes really post-it notes lots of post-it notes so many post-it notes are really helpful for me mm-hmm. because I if I don't write it down sometimes it's in my head and I have to write it down and mm-hmm. for all of you guys who are out there and seeing all this crazy hoopla about Google's going to be stealing your information yeah my I as an aspiring author as a future author um mm-hmm. who has all of their work on Google Drive with my husband being in information mm-hmm. security. I, I came to him and I had sent, showed him all these reels and TikToks. Yeah. And Cause I had sent you some and I was, and like, I was just uh, like, what's up with what, this? Please go into this. And he mm-hmm. was just like, he gave me this whole big breakdown. I mean, bottom line, 
it's pretty unlikely like mm-hmm. almost like 0. 0.000 unlikely yeah. because yeah. the way that uh, essentially the way google is mapped out mm-hmm. they're not <laughs> they're not going through your stuff like that like that's not how that works it mm-hmm. is a thing that they can do but it's that's not it's not it like the mechanics yeah. and like the conscious effort to be able to go into an individual you might as well pay somebody to come up with your own damn ideas at that yeah point. Like, yeah it's not like that it's not yeah. it's not like that so google is a safe platform to use you can use yeah. it yeah. and it's very nice because you can use it wherever you have internet and now if you don't have internet that's frustrating but you can use it every i mean i get it on my phone you can and use so google well you actually yeah. can um set certain documents to be used offline yes you can also do that and think so um, that is mm-hmm. but yeah i can get i have an iphone and i get the google all the google apps drive docs powerpoint sheets all of that on my iphone yeah and if i want um if i'm out and about and i want to read you know, something I've written or write something out or make notes, I can get onto my Google Drive, which is super and nice. Scrivener, on the other hand, is yeah, deadlock to one place, but the you can features are really nice. Mm. Now, on top of that, I would highly recommend every author to have a notebook nearby or, mm-hmm. you know, or if you're one of those people who uses like the notes app, like good for yeah. you. I can't, I, I I've I used, um, I've even used the voice memo i found app. a notes app from 2016 and i mm-hmm. forgot that i even used it then so like mm-hmm. the notes app is not for me Notebooks yeah are no. for me most yeah. notes 100 mm-hmm. now when you are starting off your original your your new idea you have this scene and then the world coming into play and you yes writing down your details and stuff like that one of the things that i would recommend and that i found this now and i don't even know if it was accessible back when i first started writing but incarnate for map building yes great it is amazing we both Mm -hmm. use it it is so much fun they have different forms that you can make different Mm -hmm. sizes also not sponsored but you know yeah not sponsored but hey it's also cheap i like you can use it for free Mm -hmm. um but the features are not as good so it's like what five bucks a month i think so and i yeah the moment i started building out my map and then it was Mm -hmm. like hey you need to pay i was i paid yes um yeah between that canva pro you don't have to use canva pro but it's worth the price Mm -hmm. you can do a bunch of like designs and things Mm -hmm. like that on there you can do your entire cover art on there as well yes like one of those people who does that Mm -hmm. now we're gonna wrap this episode up quick guys this is just a little writing workshop we're not trying to yeah Mm -hmm. this is about the initial idea but i the I don't want to say world building because it's not it. mm-hmm. world building is completely different. It's like how yeah. to get yourself started, mm-hmm. get yourself set up right, have the initial idea, mm-hmm. and here are some resources where yeah. you can keep building out on it. Mm-hmm. And then I think the next step after you have the idea, you have your genre. You're like, oh, this is going to be set in this sci-fi, cozy fantasy, mm-hmm. fan- whatever. Perspective is yes. this. There's so many different variations of how you can write mm-hmm. something and from so many different perspectives what is your perspective that you typically gravitate towards like like what is what POV would you yeah what POV yeah um when I first started writing I gravitated towards first person a lot okay. but I've recently learned that I'm better with third person 
Okay. Um, because I am really bad at the like inner monologue. Ah. And like with third person, you obviously get inner thoughts, but it's not yeah. as deep as uh-huh. first person. Um, so I feel like it's a little bit easier for me to control the flow of the story if I do so everything I write now is third person. That's so interesting. Yeah. But I have some things, some old things that like I would like to go back to at some point that are in first person. I got to figure out. But yeah, I but I also prefer to read in third person too. <gasps> Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> no I love all of it don't get me wrong <laughs> no, no no so I was the opposite growing up mm. I wrote in third person audition yeah. because I you know wrote mm. like all their thoughts and everything yeah yeah and the moment this book hit my brain I was just like first person first, first person but I definitely also- have some but a lot of the things that I'm toying around with I think the cozy fantasy right now is third person but I'm trying to decide if I want to write that first person or not. Um, but I don't think, I don't know. I don't think so. I like the third Sorry. person. The th- well, the thing <laughs> with third person, no, 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 no. The thing with third person that I like is it does make it a little bit easier to write from multiple point of views does if it, you want to do that. I wonder if this makes sense at all to you when I say this. Third person specifically, like third person or third person option mm-hmm. when you can hear the internal monologues mm-hmm. feels like a wider focal lens like you see more yes. of the room does that make yes. sense yeah because then you can you know you can describe something that's happening that your main character who it's you're just, following doesn't yeah. notice whereas if with first person you have to be like she turned her head she turned her head you know yeah, or yeah. like um you fall into that trap of because where you read it's like I couldn't see his face but I could feel his glare on me but with yeah. third per- which is like okay but did you really but with yeah. like third person <laughs> with with third person it's a little bit easier to be like as she turned away she didn't see the sneer because it's like a yeah. narrator is telling the story the main character isn't telling the story and I think that so for my novel in particular my mm-hmm. main character is mute she does not yeah know. so mm-hmm. having it in first person that makes sense you get yeah exactly yes her and her entire thought and like not spoilers Mm -hmm. spoiler for my novel she has a very unique upbringing and she becomes part of uh it's called the caged Mm -hmm. and so thus i really liked the idea of she goes on this epic adventure of self-discovery and just discovery of the world period so she's experiencing literally life for the first Mm -hmm. time in a really unique way and I liked the idea of the reader experiencing the world for the first time, like it's been never been seen before. Yeah, so you are you're going yeah. through the whole like sight, smell, touches, sounds, mm-hmm. and like reacclimating with something yeah. that we probably take for granted. Mm-hmm. And you're like, like I think one of the she sees a river for the first time, and mm-hmm. I describe the river in a certain way, and it's like you as the reader do not know what it is, and then. When, you read it and go back you're like oh my gosh yeah that's exactly what it would sound like mm-hmm. if you were walking up to yeah. one so my book is very sensory and auditory which makes sense for it needing to be first person and so yeah. that's something you need to think about is what type of story you're telling think about your main character or main characters and how it works but then also you can look at what was it I think we talked about I saw a TikTok about this I think we talked about this where um generally speaking 
obviously your book not included because yours is a she's mute and all of that and that is important for mm-hmm. your book um but fantasy is generally written in third person and romance or romanticy is generally written in first yes um and you can see that with sarah j mass because throne of glass is written in um third person and the romance is just part of it whereas akatar not including silver flames akatar is written in first person and then crescent city is written in third person yeah um so and then again the reason Silver Flames is written like, in third is because there's multiple point of views. And so that's another reason. But yeah. And then like. Fourth Wing is written in first. first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that gives you a bit of an idea of that too. So look into things like that as you're yeah. thinking about this. But then also just whatever makes you most comfortable. Yeah. And like here's yeah. A Touch of Darkness, a Persephone and Hades retelling, third person. Yeah. Romanticy. Yeah. Dark so it, obviously it's not you know the end all be all do what no. you want it's your and, book and like what i said about mine is i want my readers to mm-hmm. go on this journey with my character exactly as is they are experiencing it through her yes. eyes and yes. that was a conscious choice mm-hmm. so that's some things that you can consider like yes. after you have your initial idea you kind of have a little bit of jotting of the notes down the next mm-hmm. thing is the genre and the perspective because yes. that, directly yeah. influences how the plot goes from there on mm-hmm. yeah so that's what we're gonna be talking yes. about next time we're talking about yeah. element plot a little mm-hmm. bit of smattering of everything like that so come yeah. back next week for yeah writer's workshop and tips we're really excited to do this guys yeah we are um just real quick before we wrap up the one thing that you need to get from this whole episode is write everything down yes oh my <laughs> especially God. in the initial stages just write it down just have a document, write everything down, type Take it up, everything type it up, you. write it, whatever. No just write it all down. Pen. Even if it's like an offshoot and may never show up ever again, write it Doesn't down matter. because Lord have mercy. If you forget it, it's yep. going to bother you until the end of time. <laughs> so just write it all down. As, write it all down. Uh, I would say to my students, uh, pins at the ready. Yes. <laughs> yes. And have your come to Tolkien moment. Yes. <laughs> So we will see you guys next week to continue this little Wednesday writing workshops and we'll see you Mm -hmm. next time. Bye. Bye.